You're a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI, any technology, or anything else. You're unique. We all are. Our consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. We see each other. Who is anybody kidding here? purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you are a small business owner or a wage worker or someone trying hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you're a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs or your traditions or your tribes, you are the valuable people in this economy and you're seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create. If you're working a job or you're homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, This podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. I smell the inside of my nose and then I hold onto my bed to make sure I'm really here because it's so hard to believe it. Then I exhale and I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say that I am an empiricist. Things are just kind of what they are. That's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. But if you like this podcast, then it's definitely for you. Hey, thank you very much for listening. I'm Commercial Herschel. I'm here to help. Today I'm going to talk about how gossip and slander can sometimes be used in your favor when people don't like you and they say awful things about you. This is something that can help you. Isn't that sound weird? If you could just give me a moment and let me put a thought right at this mark, I'll be right back. Mark. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. I'm Commercial Herschel. Let's talk a little bit about gossip and slander. I'm going to do the thing where there's three kinds of people. (laughs) There's people who are like this and there's people who are like this. (laughs) Let's break them down. You know, There are people who live off of degrading others. That's their whole bread and butter. Because they don't really have a sense of who they are. And their idea of excelling is to drag other people down. To drive other people down. And to suppress people that they feel intimidated by. Okay? If they see somebody doing something extraordinary, they feel threatened. That's what gossips do. When they see somebody else who's notable or doing something interesting, or maybe they're just a little weird, a little rough around the edges or something like that, 
they just have to slander them and drive them down because they feel threatened because they don't have a high level of self-esteem. And that is a large number of people. And they are the people who very often put themselves, get themselves in positions of decision-making. There's that kind of person. So let's call those people group A. They have to be at the top, right? So let's call them group A, the little pointy ladder that looks like a pyramid. We'll call them group A, all right? And then there's group B. Group B are like most people. Group B is the largest percentage of the population. They're the people who repeat things. They see something, somebody says a thing, because somebody said it, because the words came out of people's mouth or out of the television screen or whatever they're listening to, and then it makes vibrations in the atmosphere, and then the vibrations go into their ear, that is all that they need to know that something needs to be repeated. They don't have to look into it. They don't look for evidence. They don't do any critical thinking. They just repeat things. And they just believe things. And there's lots of reasons for that. Sometimes they just don't want to rock the boat. They want to be, they wish that they were in group A. They wish that they were a group A person. They want to be a group A person. They want to ingratiate themselves to group A, right? The group of people who put out the information to try to control the narrative, Okay, and when the narrative starts to break down, they double down on the narrative and they make it worse because they can't create anything. They don't produce anything. They have such a low value of themselves, of what's inside of them, that everything has to be perceived a certain way. So that's why they gossip because they see other people who are better than them, who can compete with them, and who can outcompete them. They see them as a threat, and since they can't compete honestly, they have to use their dirty tricks. Group E doesn't want to rock the boat with those people. They don't want to upset those people because they're so dangerous and they know that they're dangerous. They think that the thing to do is to just go along with the program and repeat the things that they hear from group A. That's group B. Group B are the repeaters. Group B are the people who need to feel secure. And rather than standing up or trying to find out what's really real, they just go along with the program. That is the massive portion of the population. And... Group A knows that. The contempt that Group A has for Group B is pretty good. Like they have a nothing but contempt for them because they just lie to them all the time. But the contempt that Group A has for Group C, which we're going to get into, is even worse. They have the most amount of contempt for group C who we're going to describe, but they really 
have a lot of contempt for group B, too, because they don't have any problem lying to them. Like, they don't have any problem lying to group B because they know how feckless that group B is. They know that group B is afraid, and they just take advantage of that fear because they use fear and narrative and perception as a means of controlling group B. Group C is a different crowd. Group C are people who are busy doing interesting and important things. They are actually producing value. They're actually creating value. They're always busy doing things. They always have their head down, not because they're afraid like group B. They have their head down because they're always working. They're always doing something. So somebody from group A or group B walks up to somebody from group C and taps them on the shoulder and tries to get there and shake their attention, grabs their shoulder and shakes them. Hey, group C person comes out of their focus and they look up at the person from group B and they say, what? And group B says, did you hear such and such and so and so and such and such? And group C person looks at group B person and goes, yeah, oh, yeah, that's probably not true. And then they just go back down and they get to work and they keep working on what they're working on. Or they find out what's really true. They actually do some research and find out if what the thing group B said is true or not. That's what group C does. Those are the best people and the biggest threat to group A. They're the biggest threat to group A. The people who actually find out what's real. They end up having to take the brunt of a lot of things in society even though they're the ones who do most of the producing and the creating. But here's the thing that people from group B and group C have in common. They can't stand the people from group A. They only fear them. They don't like them. They don't respect them. They fear them. So they have that in common. They just respond differently. Group B, the largest portion of the population, they're just scared. They're just kind of like cowards. They don't want to be slandered. They don't want to be made fun of. They don't want to have lies told about them. They don't want people gossiping about them like people from Group C get lied about and gossiped about. They don't want to have to feel that derision. And they begrudgingly go along with whatever program the people from group A put in place. People from group A gladly go along with the program because all they care about is having power. And by being perceived as having power, that's all they care about. People from group C care about what's actually real. What's the truth? People from group A are threatened by people from group C. They feel threatened by them, even though they're not threatening to anybody. They're just honest people. They're just productive, useful people who provide and create all the value in the economy. Group A likes to live off of the hard work that other people do. And they use group B as a buffer against group C. 
And it's really no fun very often for people from group C, but ultimately it is a benefit to them. And that sounds very strange, but here's why. Here's why it's a benefit. Because people from group C don't need people from group A in their lives because they're terrible people. They're awful people. And who wants that kind of a personality type in their life? Nobody wants that. Nobody likes mean, gross, violent people who can't make a living without constantly slandering and destroying and hurting other people. Nobody wants people like that in their life. Group B is afraid of group A, and so they go along with the program because they don't want to be identified in the way that people from group C are. They don't want to be seen in an ugly way. So group C is fine with group A not being in their life. They're like, great, thank you for hating me because you are a terrible person. Our energy does not belong together. We are not compatible. We are repelled from each other. So thank you for being over there. But it's a little bit harder for group C to deal with group B because some of the people in group B are people that people in group C love and care about. So when the pressure is put on people from group B to ostracize people from group C, that can be difficult. That can be very, very difficult. But it's ultimately the best thing because ultimately people from group C just need to do their work. They shouldn't have to like just carry them along with them for no reason. And so sometimes it's hard to let those people from group B go because you care about them. But if they're not strong enough to stand up against such terrible things and to stand up against such terrible behavior from the people in group A then they're probably not worth having in your life in the first place. As much as that hurts and as hard as that is to deal with, you just have to let them go. And here's why that is ultimately okay. Because people from group C, that's how they find the quality people. You find quality people because they don't just follow along with other people. This is a way to think about that. First, they came for the people who were in the balancing act, but I wasn't in the balancing act, so I didn't say anything. And then they came for the bearded ladies, but I wasn't a bearded lady, so I didn't say anything. And then they came for the animal trainers, but I wasn't an animal trainer, so I didn't say anything. And then they came for the ride operators, but I wasn't a ride operator, so I didn't say anything. And finally, they came for the clowns, and there was nobody left there to stand up for them. That's Group B. I'm sorry to tell you, but that's who Group B is. They're the clowns in the circus. That's who they are. They just go along, and then it's too late.
the battle is ultimately between group A and group C. That's ultimately who the battle is with. Group B ends up just being fodder for group A. They will just burn through group B. Just burn through them. Use them as fodder. Just burn through them. And they, you end up having two groups of people. As If you're in group C, you end up with two groups of people who just ultimately aren't worth having in your life. They're just... Why would you need somebody who's so shallow and superficial? You're doing important things. You think things through. You're an intellectual. You're an inventor. You're a creator. You're a producer. You do things. Why do you need those people in your life? Ultimately, you're making the best decision by standing true to yourself and to what's real and to honesty. And you win. In the end, you win. No matter what, you always win. It's not easy, but you win. If you stay focused, you win. And I can tell you that that is real. Let's talk about types of personalities. These personalities are people who don't respect the privacy of other people. They don't think of other people's space and other people's privacy and other people's efforts as their own or as interesting they see them as a threat they're paranoids all right they see your production and your creation as a threat to their unearned power and wealth so you are going to be scrutinized you're going to have your privacy invaded and you're gonna be seen as Somebody who is the enemy unless you're willing to play ball with group A. But honest people don't want to play ball with dishonest people. It's not in their nature to play ball with dishonest people. So there are countries, there are places in the world when a child exhibits behavior that is pathological like you know psychopathic or sociopathic behavior like they're sadistic they enjoy seeing other children in pain or they enjoy seeing other children being treated poorly they get a kick out of it and they participate in it in some places in the world when that kind of behavior is exhibited those children are taken aside and they are taught that that behavior is not okay and that they need to think about other people differently and they need to adjust their behavior in other parts of the world those kind of children are seen as an asset and they are developed and they are put into positions of authority over other kids because they're being trained to be in group A. Like serial criminals, they like to do certain things. Like a serial criminal will always return to the scene of the crime when it's under investigation because they want to prove to themselves how much more clever they are than law enforcement. So they show up. And they watch the investigation and they act like they're innocent. And they, wow, this is interesting. And they're just like, in their minds, they're showing how cool they are. Or somebody who hurts people serially or, or worse than hurting people seriously. 
they will keep something. They'll have a keepsake. They'll be like a trophy. You know, they have to keep track of the crimes that they do. So those are people who you maybe have heard a thing of like keeping tabs on somebody or surveilling somebody. These are those innate pathological behaviors that some people have. People who don't respect the space of other people. They don't respect the privacy of other people. They don't respect the innate value of human life. They don't see that as something that needs to be protected. They see that as something that can be violated and that should be violated because they don't respect it. They fear it. They fear the innate creativity and the inherent rights of human beings. They see that as a threat to them. They have criminal minds. They have a criminal mindset. They see the space of the world as something that they are supposed to control. They have an interest in controlling. They don't have an interest in freedom. They don't have an interest in the value of the individual. They see the individual as a threat to some collectivist idea that they have. And if you don't fit into their pathological structure, then you're a threat to them. Regardless of how good of a person you are or how honest you are or how much you produce or how much you create. And when the architecture that the people in group A have created starts crumbling and falling apart all around the people in group B, the people in group B shudder themselves. They go deeper into their homes. They put their heads down, not because they're busy, but because they're frightened people. They're frightened people. They're the people that Group A lives off of. And that's when the people in Group A start making examples out of people in Group C to show people in Group B, this is what's going to happen to you. This is what's going to happen to you if you don't toe the line. But at some point, that line breaks and things change quickly, very, very quickly. And it could be for the best or it could be for the worse. And that's the decision that the people in group B have to make, whether or not to break with group A and go along with group C, because they're not leaders. The people in group B are not leaders. They're followers. People in group A have taken power, and the people in group C have earned power. And at some point, the people in group B have to make a decision. So let's take a little, another 30-second break at this mark, and then I'll come back and I'll ask you the question for the day, and then we'll do the send-off. That's the same every day, only different. It's my favorite part of the show 
somebody asked me like don't you get sick of saying that thing every day and i'm like no i sometimes i do get sick of saying the send off every day but like it makes me so happy it makes me feel good by the time i'm done doing it i feel good because i'm so proud i'm so grateful to be alive and i'm so like lucky to be who i am and to be able to observe and participate in conscious life that i just it really fires me up and it starts my day in a really good way because I do these things early in the morning and it just like sets me on the right path for the day. So, I mean, of course, you're welcome to fast forward through it. It could be the end of the podcast for you, but like, I love it. I can't get in. I like, I do think, oh, now it's time to read this, but by the time I'm done, I'm all into it. So anyway, here is a little 30 second break at this mark. Okay, here's the question for the day. We talked about like this group A, group B, group C, and how like ultimately the hatred that and the derision that people from group C get from group A is ultimately a boon to their work and their creativity. And the rejection that the people from group C get from people from group B is ultimately good because it just allows them to focus on their work and find quality people to be with and quality people to hang around with and to be doing things with, you know. But here's the thing. Um, here's the question for the day. What kinds of jobs do people who don't have boundaries, what kind of jobs do they get? Like, what kinds of work do they usually get in our society if you're in the United States? Like, people who don't respect boundaries, people who don't respect privacy, people who don't respect individual rights. What kind of employment do they qualify for? Like, what kind of work do they do? Who do they work for? Who do they get their paychecks from? Who trained them? Those are interesting questions. Because everybody chooses a vocation, you know. So what kind of a person would take a job like that? What type of person are they? And what are those jobs? That's the question for the day. The personal little question for you to ponder throughout the day. Now, let's get in to the send-off. First, I want to thank you so much for listening. I got a plug. Just give me a second to plug my little places on the internet where you can find me, okay? This is the Smell the Inside of Your Nose, Do It Right Now podcast. I'm Commercial Herschel. I am here to help. You can subscribe to my Substack at Commercial Herschel. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash smellcast and leave a comment there. You can leave a comment at my Substack. You can watch me on HowTube and Rumble. Uh, Rumble is the Rumble Early Risers. Smell the inside of your nose. I'm on a couple of Web3 apps. One is called Stacker, stacker.news slash Herschel. I'm at Publish0x, which is Public0x slash Commercial Herschel. Those are fun. I'm a little bit behind on my other types of work because uh, I'm doing some work and so I don't have all the time to get all my videos up online right now, but I am doing the podcasts on a daily basis and they are 
getting uploaded and they are ready to go and so they're they'll be continuing along but in a couple of days i'll be able to upload all these videos that i've been behind on and they're all going to go up at one time i don't use any anti-freedom of speech outlets at all the only ones i use are the ones that are protecting our first amendment rights and who respect the rights of the individual and i'm so grateful for them so you won't find me on any of the anti-free speech outlets that are very popular still but you will find me on the free speech outlets. Freedom of speech is not a right-wing thing. It's not a left-wing thing. It's a principle. And for those of you who think freedom of speech is right-wing, I'm afraid to say you're probably in group B. I'm sorry to tell you that. Okay, sharing really helps. If you see something that I do that's funny or interesting or stupid or infuriating and you want to put it on your social media, you can do that. I can't stop you. I'm just not getting involved with that. So let's get into the send-off, which is the same every day, only different. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock or on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle the universe of stars seem immovable that's incredible we are a moment we are an instant in an infinite universe we are an infinite in an instant universe and every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of our very existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope that we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We're conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We're consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source, you are the individual and the whole. Simultaneously, you are a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and an anomalous paradox. I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here, and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter in space, the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse 
because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it that is superposition you are rare you are not only a body you have radiance you radiate your eyes can't see the frequency but there is light you are a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. So shine on yourself as you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me. Now go smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.